What's up, everybody? Welcome to this week's episode of the Extra Point Podcast, presented by Bleacher Fan Sports. As always, your host, Tommy Buns, here with Sully and Jones. And we have a pretty decent week of sports to discuss, actually, for the first time in a while. Uh, we're going to start right off, though. The NFL draft was this weekend, and Dave, the Giants did it again. The Giants had the sixth pick in the draft, and they, they somehow fucked it up. What well, What are you thinking? Uh, it was not a uh, It was not a good night. Um, I, I'm surprised that, that the, my, the video of my reaction hasn't ended up like on, on some, you know, viral play of some social media account. Um, but I mean, it, it, the pick just didn't make sense to me. I, I don't, Gettleman justified taking Saquon last year by saying he, he's the best player available far and away. That's, that's who we took. That's how we evaluate drafts. And he even said that leading up to this draft. I'm not going to force a pick um, for a position of need, you know, best player available. We get there, and Josh Allen, the clear best player available on the board, is falls to us, luckily. Um, he could have gone as high as three to the Jets, and he's sitting there in our laps at six. And on a team that is in dire need of a pass rusher and an outside linebacker, either way, whatever, he plays both positions – and they let him. They they take Daniel Jones, who I I, I just I mean I, at this point I have to be behind him. I, what are, what are my choices? Um, but it's gonna be a real motherfucker if we waste Saquon's entire prime, you know, over the next three years, waiting for Daniel Jones to be not good. Um, there's just it's you know the, the only my only hope is that you know it really was the terribleness around him that, that lowered his stats. And, you know, I will say like, if you watch that Clemson game that everyone's talking about, like, Oh, he played good competition. He had like 150 yards passing. He had three receivers drop open balls that would have gone for 50 yards plus like, and it's just like stuff like that. All of a sudden those three passes are completed. It's like, Oh, he actually had 290 yards against Clemson. It's like, that's, that's a decent game. Um, so I don't know. I mean, it was not the pick I would have made. I would have made. I would have taken Haskins. I would have much rather taken Haskins or uh, Josh Allen, um, and then take and then take a quarterback at seventeen or um, in the second round. Uh, my what we really should have done is trade for Rosen. If Rosen's going to go for a fucking late second round pick, what are we doing? I mean, that's yeah. that's appalling. Um, and I, I just. The Giants' whole first round, I thought, was the, the the Baker pick, the DeAndre Baker pick, I was not that thrilled with on day one. But once I saw every other corner go before the Giants' pick in the second round, I was fine with the Baker pick because I do like him as a player. Um, and, you know, we had to get a, we, corners top three need for us going into this year. Uh, but, I mean, it just the Wilkins pick, it's like – we just we don't. He's a guy. Kyle Wilkins, he, yeah, Lawrence or Lawrence. Sorry, Dexter Lawrence. Um, he he could be great, but like we we've successfully drafted two good defensive tackles the last two drafts, and in a team that plays a three four, like 
how much fucking interior linemen do you need, especially when you already have two on the board and you are in dire need of linebackers and pass rushers. I just thought it was it was again like I mean if you're gonna you clearly aren't following the best player available trend anymore. So what are we doing at that pick? You plus you could even argue he wasn't even the best player available on the board at the time. Um, I would have taken Montez Sweat in that position. Uh, the, John, the the ironic part is the Redskins had the first round that I wanted the Giants to have, and they picked fucking ten picks after them. Mm. So it, it was just it was upsetting in that sense. But at, you know we're walking away. Every draft is a crapshoot. You know no one's ever hit seven for seven in a draft, and and you know there's been a lot plenty of people to go zero for seven. So you just hope every year your team lands somewhere in between. Um, and you know, there's been there's been better prospects come out as quarterbacks and and do do terrible than Daniel Jones, and there's been worse prospects do great. So we just gotta fucking hope and pray. And if he's not great, then Gettleman better be gone by the end of next year. Yeah, that that was I was just so shocked with that, with, especially with Haskins still right there. I mean, Haskins, kind of, uh, he's undoubtedly better. I mean, it, it just. And then Rosen, I, I mean... And he won't justify person... it either. That's like the thing, that's... Gettleman just fucking comes with these nonsensical answers like, oh, well, we talked the guy, we drafted the guy that was, the, we thought was a franchise QB. Why? Yeah, Break it they, down for yeah. me. Why was he the franchise QB over Dwayne Haskins? Yeah, I said, want to hear they, you they, say he's a they better... They went to the senior bowl. Yeah, I want to hear you say he's a more accurate passer. He's a better play uh, I heard him, uh, I heard him defense say three reader dr- three drives at the senior bowl was all he needed to see yeah that's uh, uh, are you fucking kidding me if i heard that out of uh, my gm's mouth as an owner get the fuck out right now yeah. you the tape three yeah, fucking drives it, it reminds me of, like phil jackson with the Knicks almost it's like you're going to have make him have the pick and then you're going to fire him basically after all well, he's probably not going to be fired now but it's like it's so bad that you, you you got to get rid of them. It's it's like it's the classic situation. It's either you're either not doing your job right, or you did your job right and still made a dumb fucking decision. Either worse. either way, it's terrible. Like yeah, yeah. which one is worse? It, it doesn't matter because they're both fireable offenses. I was also offenses. shocked with Rosen going for a late second round pick. I thought they'd at least get an early second round pick. Yeah, yeah. So, jo- hey, Josh Rosen didn't go for any late second round pick josh rosen got traded for andy isabella the receiver from umass that is true that is true not just not just any late round second round pick sully a guy who was projected to go late draft maybe not drafted got drafted yeah. right before the end of the second round i was pumped to see that that was awesome well, maybe maybe he'll work with kyler they got a lot of speed now they got him they got kirk you know yeah. they got they got kyler kirk and isabella i mean clearly they're gonna they expect him to be a starting receiver. Do you know who the last wide receiver to make the NFL out of uh, UMass was? Victor Cruz. Victor Cruz. Victor he Cruz. He was pretty good. He was like pretty years. good. Yeah, pretty good. Three years. Yeah. I, uh, yeah. Yeah. But I mean, uh, what about. Giants, uh, I, no, go ahead, Sully. Go ahead. I think they, the two picks were solid. I, I think the people are saying you traded Odell for this guy is not fair. They got Zeitler as well, who's a very good player very good second best run blocking uh guard so i mean you look at it you got uh, very good offensive lineman one of the better ones and then you got you know lawrence who could be a very good if not great so it's not great but it's not like a total bust i don't think it compares to the daniel jones situation 
Um, and I agree, you, you definitely should take Josh Allen. I wanted the Jets to take Josh Allen at 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 three, and I was a little upset that they didn't because I they, thought that they was ended our up taking well. Williams, right? Brandon Williams is probably the best overall player, but I just it's not a bad pick. It's probably a very good pick. It's just how many defensive tackles the Jets going to take with that bust. Muhammad Wilkerson, Sheldon Richardson, Leonard Williams is looking downward now. This is our fourth one we've taken in like seven years, and they always they always have an amazing year, and then they always fizzle out. And we get some value for them, but we trade them for like a second. Or th- it's just crazy to me. They keep drafting the same position, these big guys that just burn out, and we haven't had an edge rusher since John Abraham, so which was like 2005, literally. Yeah. So I I don't I don't understand it, but he's he uh, have fun running on the Jets now though between him and Mosley and the other Leonard Williams, uh, no teams aren't going to be able to run against us that's for sure. I don't. Yeah, what about um, what about DK Metcalf getting drafted and then walking in shirtless to meet with everybody and Pete Carroll taking his shirt off? That was pretty funny. Power move, I man. Yeah. That was a power move. You gotta you gotta flaunt your best attribute. Dude. Your best yeah, attribute. It's definitely not his brain or his or or his route running. No, no. It's. I mean, I don't know that he's not. dumb, but fucking Seahawks. Well, they draft four wide receivers, at least three. Well, then Doug Baldwin's done now. Yeah, so they I have mean, to. I figure let's so just. Sad. I love Baldwin. Let's swing yeah. and fucking hope we hit one. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I mean, Baldwin's been injured, played injured for so long. It really is a. It's so abrupt, but it doesn't surprise me because he's been injured for so long. Yeah, agreed. And it's always like fucked up injuries too. It's never like twisted ankle or like. Yeah. You know, it's always like, like it, torn patella labrum esophagus. Esophagus. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, I don't. Daniel Jones. That's. I was laughing personally when they made the pick. I was actually laughing because. It's just the Jets and Giants look like they're switching roles right now. Um, the, the the directions of the teams, at least. I mean, um, did you know the Giants have lost ten or more games in four of the last five seasons? Yeah, classic. I I really did not realize that. I knew they were not great. I knew they were missing the playoffs often, but I I really didn't realize that. And with you look at their roster, and with that being said, four to five last seasons of ten losses or more. That their roster should be much better with. Yeah, they have the way too much talent. Done. Way too much yeah. talent to to not to for that to be the case. Yeah, like they should have a lot more, or they should have retained or t- traded someone. Like, but yeah, they should have taken Josh Allen, and they're saying they they took the best, you know, player available. So you're telling me Daniel Jones is your sixth best player on your board? Yeah. At at at, at worst. Because yeah. then some of them may not have been, t- like I, I just, there's no way he was in the top twenty of anyone. Yeah. Let alone and, and quarterbacks. I mean, you can make the case he was the third best. I think at best, I think you could say Murray, Haskins, then him. Most had him four or five. I mean, McShay was really low on him. He had him six or seven. Kuiper was much higher on him at like fourth or something. But um, I would have been, I would have been perfectly fine with. Allen and then taking a, a corner. I would have been fine taking a corner at seventeen or a linebacker, and then or even Jones at seventeen would make more sense. Yeah, well, I'm saying I would have taken Drew Locke with Jones. my with my third pick, with my first pick of the second round. Yeah, and then the whole BS about him saying that he knew for a fact two other teams were going to take him. One, you don't know that, and yeah. two, all the reports from all the people say that's not 
true to their knowledge that they have no idea they don't even have an inkling of what teams no, these everyone would be. and their mother knew the redskins wanted haskins like it was no secret the redskins had an absolute steal of a draft they had a fantastic draft yeah and everyone we thought they were going to mess it up a lot of people experts said they get you get montez sweat as a steal and you get haskins as a steal you know, and being a Jet fan, I wanted them to throw King's Ransom to, to go up to three to get Haskins. And they said, I heard it would be a long shot. And they just stayed put and they got their guy. Yeah. What I mean, did Haskins go? Was it 15? They have top 10? 15. Oh, they were they 15? 14 or, yeah, 15. Wow. The Redskins, they're, they're, I mean, I love the Redskins over this year. I mean, I think they're always, they're always seven and nine every year and they're, they're, Win totals projected at six right now. They get their edge rusher. They have a great front seven. You got a huge quarterback upgrade over McCoy and Sanchez and and uh, Josh Johnson or whoever it was. You think Haskins starts week one? Mm, no, probably not. But he'll be in there by week four or five. I think he'll probably be Colt. Um, Urban Meyer didn't really fully. You don't think it. Keenum is going to start? It, it, it could oh, be. I forgot yeah, about Keenum. It, that's right. That's true. It'll probably be Keenum. They have a lot of the same guy. Keenum, McCoy, Alex Smith. They're all like these journeymen that are not, good? not talented with their arm. <laughs> I mean, the best is Alex not Smith good. for sure. What's but that word I'm looking for? Uh, Yeah, terrible. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, we're all going to take Alex Smith out of the three, not including Haskins. But yeah. he has that obviously horrific injury. And he's going to miss the whole year, I'm pretty sure. But Oh, easily. I mean, they're talking about if he's going to play again. Let yeah. Alone. Um, and and one of his big assets was his legs, um, his mobility and his ability to you know do the run option things along those lines. He's a very mobile quarterback that's being taken away from him. Maybe he won't have the talent, and he's very old. But is he thirty five? Yeah, I think thirty four. He got yeah because he was taken with Aaron Rodgers. And Aaron Rodgers yeah. is thirty five now. So yeah. In- oh boy. Darius Geis. Oh. Repeat yourself, Sully. Yeah. You just cut out. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, Darius Geis. Remember him, the running back? Yeah. They, uh, he was injured last year. The guy from LSU. The running I like, back. Yeah, yeah, I like him a lot. They get him. Yeah, everyone likes him, I feel like. And, he, you know, so Peterson and him will have, like, a 50-50 split or whatnot. It's a solid run game. Like, I know I heard Colin They also Howard drafted say, Bryce Love. Yeah. So, they've so they're, they're they're drafted set. a running back for the ninth straight year now. Not a great sign, but I mean, between those guys, you're gonna have a good stable. I mean, I, I like the Redskins are set up nicely for the future. When never really thought they'd be, and the AFC East is really gonna be on the come up with between Rosen, Allen, and Darnold. They all look like they have promise. Yeah, absolutely. At least two of them will will hit. At least two of those three. Yeah. Um. Yeah, yeah, but you know that was a pretty decent draft. Everyone, some teams got some guys they needed. Some teams blew it. But what are you gonna do? It's the way she goes. Um, moving on though, we're gonna defend the wall. We're gonna hit that early this week. Who wants to go first? Uh, actually, Dave, because Sully went first last week. I feel like I, I go remember. first every week. Uh, C, C, Dave, Cody Bellinger is going to run away with the MVP. All right, easy enough. Um, I mean, at the at this point. He's already starting to run away with the MVP. Um, you know, Yelich looks to be the only one that'll even challenge him for it in any way. Um, but if you look at the numbers, Bellinger is leading like every single significant hitting category, um, both advanced statistics and you know your your 
natural home runs, runs, whatever, batting average. Um, the Dodgers just look they, they look good this year. I mean, they always they always look good in the regular season, um, and the MVPs are regular season awards. So um, back to back winning it back to back MVPs in any sport at any level is a is a tough thing to do. Um, and Yelich, you know, as good as he's as play, as good as he's playing, uh, it looks like Bellinger's really in for a huge rebound year. You know, people a lot of talking a lot of shit about him last year as a kind of a one hit wonder or a flash in the pan. Um, but I mean, he's coming out and he seems to be on a mission right now. Uh, and if he he keeps up even seventy five percent of this pace he's on now, it won't be it won't be a contest by the All Star break. Nice. Not much else to say. It was him and Judge, remember, you know, what was it, two years ago when they both exploded onto the scene. Yeah. In their their rookie years. I I mean, you know, Judge has been exceptional. He just can't stay on the field. And Bellinger had a down year, but really wasn't that bad at all last year. Yeah. I mean, this year, though. He steals, like, 14 bags. I think, like, 14 bags last year. He's fast for a first baseman, so. Yeah, I think he's already got five so far this year. Yeah, he's he's, he's very been, he's, he's been well, caught. He, he's been and he can play center. He can times, play center so. field, and he can play first. It's, I mean, yeah. it, uh, he's he's great. Uh, Sully, A, B, or D? A. A. Sully, Josh Rosen is going to be the Dolphins' new franchise quarterback. Uh, definitely easy enough. Um, it seems like they got their franchise guy in Josh Rosen. Uh, for, you know, Andy Isabella for a late second round pick. So um, couldn't script it much better. Uh, throw out throw out anything on Josh Rosen last year. 3-10 and 10 record, uh, 11 touchdowns, 14 picks. It means nothing. We can go back numerous years. Most recently, Jared Goff having that awful rookie season. Um, and when you don't have the talent around you, his best receivers were Larry, uh, crippled Larry Fitzgerald, Christian Kirk, who got injured halfway through the year the worst offensive line in, in history by the numbers. I mean, who's going to do well with that? I mean, his numbers really weren't that bad considering that. I think, if anything, it's a, a benefit. And he's been labeled a fragile quarterback and did not miss any time with that horrendous line. So he's going to go to a team with a little bit better line in the Dolphins. Um, some skill position players, um, Stills, Parker, you have some talent. Um so they're going to be rebuilding. He's going to have some time, um, and he may be, you know, have be taken, you know, it may take him seventh, eighth, ninth game under Fitzpatrick until Fitzpatrick does his typical shits the bed. But, you know, he'll have his time to get worked into the system. But, I mean, he's really, he can make all the throws, very good arm strength, very cerebral. Um, and I think above all else, he's got the football character and IQ. I mean, you see his, is a video thanking everyone, um, letting Kyler, thanking Murray, thanking, saying if he needs a place to stay, he's got a place for him, like above and beyond what anyone could have thought or asked from him to do and just really showed how much of a class act he is. And he's getting burned for it somehow. People were asking if he's not candid. It's ridiculous that he's getting any backlash from this. Um, I know last year when he was drafted, he went a little too crazy, and it seems like he's grown and matured a lot for that. And that's something where, in a position where you're expected to be a leader, and he's really showing that he has leadership capabilities and qualities. So, uh, love Josh Rosen. Hate that he's in the Dolphins because I'm a Jet fan, but love him for the Dolphins. Yeah, Steve Smith, the model of fucking. Oh yeah, I was gonna say who is who is he to remember be calling when, anybody? Remember out? when he used to? Remember when he used to like he like hit his teammates, like punched his teammates or whatever? Yeah. Yeah. Also, he threw a three-year-old fucking girl temper tantrum on his way out of Carolina. 
and and it's just the hypocrisy of it all is he's cursing on live air literally but I don't hear him cursing about Tyree Kill, which I'm sure we'll get into, and all these other scumbags who are beating up women and doing uh, just atrocious things. Yeah, Tyree Kill's fine, but God forbid you fucking unfollow a team that just fucking traded you on Instagram. Like, go fuck yourself, Steve Smith. Yeah, Steve Smith is fucking dead to He's me. fucking he should, he should literally lose his job for he's, that. He's so canceled. Yeah. Yep. Cancel him. Dave Beardy. B. B. Oh, this is going to be fun for me to listen to. Dave, the Celtics are going to beat the Bucks. We're, we're going. We're, we're following Paul Pierce. It's over. Glad I didn't get that one. <laughs> um, no, I mean, I think, it. you know, the the Celtics came out and, and punched the Bucks in the mouth in game one. So right away they took home court advantage back. Um, and the Celtics probably of any team in the Eastern Conference have the best or any team still alive have the best home court advantage um, of any team in the league. It's 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 tough to play in Boston. It's tough to win there, and uh, I think we've seen uh, a different a different Kyrie Irving, a different Gordon Hayward, um, and a different Celtics team in general. Uh, Horford looked great in Game One. They they really uh, defended Giannis well. So if they can if they can you know even keep you know you never Giannis is a you can't stop him. Hope only hope to contain him type guy. Um, but they contained him in, in game one, and if they can they can do anywhere any semblance of that in for the rest of the series, um, that they could definitely come away with the the series win. It's not it's not probable. Boston is probably the 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 team that is farthest off from their seeding. Uh, they're probably the second best team in in the East behind the Bucks, and they're the fourth seed. Um, I think everyone else is pretty much in the order. You know, Toronto's probably three, Philly after that. Um, so yeah, I mean, I think if they can repeat that performance and, and now that they have stolen home court advantage back, um, it's going to be tough to win in Boston, especially for a Milwaukee team that's disappointed the last three years in the playoffs. Nice. I love it. Why, why was that even a question? I thought, I thought Paul Pierce said the series was over. Yeah, I forgot. Well, I mean, yeah, that's true. Why, why we were discussing it since since Paul Paul Pierce is canceled. Paul Pierce. He says it. Yeah, I mean, really? he just get him, him get him off TV. He's just so bad on TV. His takes are the, awful. Yeah, the Dwayne Wade thing. says you need to get him off. That's when you know you need him off. He's just making us look bad. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> he's making us look bad. Like I he's get so what you're trying to do. It's like, like your old like racist uncle who's like 89 and like <laughs> fucking can't shut up about like you know the Korean War. You're just like, dude. We can't say that shit anymore. <laughs> yeah, this is in the 70s, bro. Yeah, we, shut we, up. We like them. They're, yeah. I have a Korean friend. Yeah, they're good the people. Hey, he's here. He's right there. He can <laughs> he hear you. <laughs> uh, he's uncomfortable. He's, yeah. he's looking right at you. Uh, all right, Sully. Sticking with basketball. Sully, Damian Lillard is one of the most, if not the most, underrated player in basketball. So this is a little tough because I feel like he's been underrated so long that he's he you can't be underrated as long, but he still almost is because we don't we don't um, realize how good of a deep shooter he is from thirty plus feet um, up until this series. Like Steph Curry is, he was eight and eight of twelve from thirty plus feet um, against uh, the Thunder, which you know that was a great ending. Sorry, Russ, but he. You know, he's terrific, you know, at shooting, you know, 
can that 37 footer over Paul George he's he's a marksman from deep um so and he's never had that type of pedigree or outlook from uh the media or fans so he's a great three-point shooter he's a great driver he's a great leader um he seems like a great guy I really loved his his quote about not feeling pressure and everything that we'll get into later probably he just seems like a great guy um all throughout uh, i think he's arguably the second or third best point guard in the league right now um depending what you think of james harden he's he, he's right there um with the best of them behind stuff curry uh i don't know yeah i guess he is, still is underrated because we're not thinking of that people normally think of russell westbrook as better than him he's as the fourth or fifth best guy i mean if, if they take him to the conference finals and they take the Warriors six or seven games i'll tell you one thing he won't no longer be underrated yeah, that 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 series clinching shot was the coldest thing I've ever seen. That yeah, was and, and, fucking and the way he doesn't, he doesn't celebrate. He just he's just not even celebrating. He's just staring he, him down. He literally stared him down, waved goodbye, and then just like had the straightest face on the entire time. He's yeah. a savage. And then he Russell Westbrook, Russell Westbrook, uh, you know, rocking the baby to sleep, and he's like, dude, he's like. You can't. You don't even do that when you're making a mid mid jumper, Lillard. He's like, you do that when you take someone in the post, and because they're a baby and you're bigger than them. He doesn't even know what he's doing. <laughs> it's so. Well, funny. I mean, he to be like, fair, Russell Westbrook like, that doesn't make sense. He's like, cool that you did that. You won one game at home, but like, that's not what that means. <laughs> to be fair, Russell Westbrook hitting a open mid range jumper should be something he should celebrate. Doesn't happen often. Yeah, that's pretty much the Super Bowl for him. Yeah. But I, I mean, I think I think you, I think Dame Lillard is right there in that conversation for second best point guard in the league between him and him and Kyrie. And then you got yeah thirty or thirty five more, and then Russell Westbrook. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So you're saying you're saying Cur- you're saying Curry, and, and then and then you can have an argument. I'm fine if you like Kyrie or Lillard, but I think they're interchangeable at two. Yeah, or we I think Harden is a shooting guard, right? Yeah. Yes. I mean, okay, yeah. I think even though his position is, yeah, he pretty much dude shoots fifty six times a night. He's a shooting yeah. guard. Yeah. Uh, shooting is going to be on his gravestone. Yeah, but let's uh, let's stick with basketball. Let's talk about Harden. Let's talk about this uh, Warriors Rocket series. We've only seen one game so far. Second games tonight. Um, Bleacher Bookie pick is uh, Rockets plus five. Um, oh, Tommy! They're going to get a lot of calls. Tommy tonight. Scott wa- Scott Foster's on the whistle. Oh, that's that is true, honestly. Bro, the the no, warrior the the Rockets have a one in like three years with him on the whistle. Yeah, but I. They, but the road teams do exceptional. No road team did bet. No one did better. No road team did better in the playoffs last year than when Scott Foster was officiating. So. Um, that's fine, but 22, 22 and sixty two ATS all time when Scott Foster. I think they're, I think they're gonna they're gonna I think the Rockets will win tonight. That. I think they're gonna get a lot of calls tonight. Sorry, twenty two, sixty two and two. Damn. Against yeah, the spread. I don't know. I think I I don't know. I, I bought the point and took Houston, uh, took Golden State three and a half. You got you got I'm just I'm just thinking PJ Tucker's not gonna get zero points again. Clint Capello is invisible. I, I think he'll be much more of a focal point. Um and they're gonna get some calls tonight, whether it's right or wrong from compensation from the missed calls the uh time before. Um whether it is Foster or someone else that does it, they're gonna get some calls. Harden will get one or two of them at least. Not all the last call what shouldn't have been 
um, called, and it was rightly so not called. Can't kick your feet out. I think it should be an offensive foul, personally. Um, yeah. It's You're making contact. should be an offensive foul. But they did miss a lot of calls, and on Chris Paul, and contact at the top, too, with, at, at his hand as well. Um, they missed two fouls on Steph Curry at the end of the game. I mean, they, they did awful. The offici- I know it's tough, but they... they they should be, you know, getting butchered because they did horrendous. Two fouls they missed on Curry in the last two minutes. I mean, that's bad. And he had five fouls. So it's significant. You can't blame the refs. Like, they didn't blow the game because it's like the Saints game. It's like they, uh, to a lesser extent, though, I mean, they could have had 12 extra free throws. At the same time, you had the opportunity to win, and you didn't capitalize on it. So all why it, it does contribute, it's not It's not the end of the day. And, and they did harp on a little too much yeah i just i yeah i agree um with everything you said my my thing is these people online like they think this like james hart like oh does he have to where's the space like he has this space. they think this rule's like debatable this is so black and white you are allowed to go straight up you are allowed to land from where your feet took off you are not you're not entitled to any space and you're right that it should be an offensive foul if you are noticeably kicking your legs out my favorite is the video. You see, Scott Van Pelt did a, a whole video on Sports Center of James Harden open threes versus when there's someone a defender on him. Yeah, <laughs> and it's so bad. It's so bad. Every single open three, straight up and down, like he's in a fucking plastic cylinder. And when he's when there's a defender contesting him, it's like two and a half, three feet on average in front of where he left off. I didn't see it. Wow, it's so bad. And there's like twenty examples. Um, but it's just like, it's, I'm just, it's such a, Harden like wonders why he doesn't get calls. Like, dude, you were the last person on fucking planet earth from like five-year-olds to 80-year-olds that should be complaining about fouls. Like you get more calls than anyone in the league. You hook people, you push off, you flop, like you do everything that's wrong with the modern NBA. You fucking personify it. But if it was just that, I would agree with you to an extent, but there were missed calls on on Paul and missed calls, uh, fouls against Curry, protecting the star at home. No, and I totally agree. I think think the Rockets do have somewhat of an argument, but what it's turned into is... Yeah, I'm just saying the argument is turned around that specific, like... People are on two sides of like, oh, he it 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 should be a foul because he touched. Like, it's not. There's no sides to have on this. The rule is black and white. It says it in in fucking plain text. If you think that that's a foul on the defense, you're not. It's not like an opinion I disagree with. You're just flat out not right. You're just wrong. Like that's not what the rule is. You know. I, and I just I hate how people turn it into a debate. And it's just it's not. There's nothing to debate. You can't debate if the fucking sky is blue like it just is yeah no i think that's gonna be a really good series though all officiating issues aside i think that'll be a series that it's gonna be close games every time there's not gonna be blowouts like last year it was like games what they went back and forth just blowing each other out and then they had like two close games in that series this one you can tell okay first one the rockets had a chance to potentially win that game in the final minute there and they, you know, it doesn't end up working out. So I think this is going to be on the road in Oracle. So I think this is going to be, I think that's going to be a good series. What do you guys think about the uh, the Sixers Raptors series? Kind of back and forth blowouts there. I like the Raptors. Um, Jimmy Butler was incredible last night. He was the Jimmy Butler they yeah. were expecting to getting. Defensive stalwart. Um, 
you know, taking the ball over. And he's the guy that needs to have the ball at the end of games if Embiid isn't fully healthy. Simmons Simmons was awful last night. He, Simmons is kind of overrated in a way. Um, his half-court offense is the least, but he does a lot of good other things defensively, passing the ball, rebounding. But he just... He, at the end of games, you can you know how to play Simmons. You can play off him, and you know he's not going to beat you anywhere from eight feet out, further than eight feet out. So um, I really like what I saw from Jimmy, but I don't know if he can do it consistently night in and night out. Um, I just think Kawhi's the best player on the court by far and away. I don't expect Danny Green to be as bad as he has been thus far. Um, I think the Raptors' bench is... is 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 still the better bench, and they have haven't played to their expectations. Uh, Van Vliet, Powell, um, those boys. Siakam also had an off game. I I like the Raptors in six. I think it will be a good series, but um, I don't know. And it, it's always just an immature team to me. They kind of pissed me off in the Brooklyn series between Simmons and Embiid. I I just don't think they have the maturity for going against the pedigree of Danny Green and Kawhi Leonard and champions. Yeah, yeah I um. I mistakenly called that second game a blowout because the Sixers were up by like 18 at one point. But it ended up, I forgot it ended up being like a five-point game at the end. Just wanted to correct that so I don't sound like a complete idiot. Yeah, it was a three-point game at one point. Yeah, it was a one-point game at one point. Yeah, well, yeah. The, the Raptors then, were down. And then Embiid had, the, Embiid had that layup at the end. Yeah, but I mean, what? the Ra- Yeah, the Raptors won the first game by 13. So, I mean. Yeah, the Raptors, the Raptors. And they were up big the entire. Yeah, they were. Just like yeah, they blew them out that game. That's what I was thinking of. But yeah, so I think that'll be good too. Um, obviously, we already kind of t- Dave already kind of talked about the Celtics Bucks. I I gotta say, I was so not hot on this team, and then to win five games in a row, and to go in and really like Dave said, punch the Bucks in the mouth on the road in the first game. I'm way back on the Celtics right now. I'm way, I'm all in right now. This oh, is like, Tommy Bunn's just oh, bouncing that, from bun to bun. I know. I, I wasn't, I had faith they could still do it. I just didn't think, I think last week I said that the Bucks will win this series probably in six games, I think I said. said five. Yeah, I said I said they could take it six of the Celtics, but you're right, I did say, huh. you're right, I did say five, but I said it could go six. And then now I'm thinking this is going to be, I think the Celtics are going to give them a real run at this one. That was big. No, it looks like it's going to be a series. I mean, tonight is uh, tonight will say a lot. I think. Uh, yeah, it will. I think I it's going to be a close game tonight. I think eight points. I don't. I don't know how I. I don't. Up. I don't have one way to feel. I think the Bucks are going to win. I just think Giannis is going to. Um, I think he's just going to be better, and I think uh, everyone else. But the thing that why I like the Bucks in the series though, is that. Malcolm Brogdon will likely come out, come back later in the series, and I think he's their second best player overall. To be honest, um, yeah, not having him, is you could argue third. Brown you could argue two. What backup? Brogdon's backup. Brown went out in the first game. Yeah, first game so, two. So that um, was big. They don't know when he's going to be back. Could be game three, four, five, six. Not at all. But I anticipate he'll be back. And when he is back, um, he's a guy to lock up. Whether it's you know Kyrie Brown or Tatum, another plus defender. Um, can, who can create off the dribble as well? That's where they're kind of missing because Middleton's more of a middle of the middle range guy. And then I was gonna say they didn't include Middleton at all either. They when did they, in the first half, but not in the second half. They got away from it. So, um, yeah, I, I I think Brogdon is a is a big. Key. If if you're telling me Malcolm Brogdon is not gonna play a game, I, I'd probably lean to the Celtics. Yeah, that'll be a big difference maker. Yeah, but if the Celt if the Celtics and if the Celtics win tonight, 
who has it's obviously looking real better for them, but I, I do expect the Bucks to win, get Giannis in different situations, uh, more in the post where he can dominate and use his on the in the post, not on Al Horford, on a, on a smaller guy, on a um, whether it's a Tatum or a Brown, not as strong, not as tall guy, but um, yeah, the Bucks I think should win. Maybe it's close, but what do you think, Dave? Yeah, I mean, I think tonight you. Uh, I'm taking the Bucks in, in seven overall in the series, but uh, I think uh, tonight something to watch out is Aaron Baines not playing. Um, I think he's a big bruiser down low that that gave Giannis problems, especially when Horford's not on the floor, because um, Horford's you know he's not playing the the 45 minutes a night anymore. And uh, Baines that's is a, a good point. Is a, is a I Serbs honestly didn't know backup. that. Yeah, he do- twists his ankle or sprained his ankle or something. Yeah. In the he, first you know, game. he gets. He's a guy. I'm glad you brought him. He's a guy that gets a bad rap because he's been dunked on a few times. But he's he really a is a solid defender. Brings a lot of toughness and defense and rebounding. Yeah. Um, yeah, and he's tormented from Game of Thrones as well. I know Dave doesn't watch, but he's he's tormented. He is. He he is. That was a whole other thing. Um. Yeah, actually, Dave, I don't know. He might be playing. He's not on the injury report right now. Hmm. I know as of today, he was as of this morning, he was doubtful. I don't know. I haven't followed up on that, but um, usually, yeah, it's weird. Usually, when people are doubtful, they like ninety percent don't play. Yeah, that's. Yeah, I don't know. It just has Marcus Smart out. Which how the Celtics? Oh, he just said nothing good... stopping him from playing. Apparently, seven hours ago. So savage. He's a psycho. Savage. He's fucking. He's giant Spain. He is tormented from Game of Thrones for sure. So and, like, and then another guy who's playing really, really banged up. I don't know if you had more to say. This was Anis Cantor's really giving it his all out there. Yeah, yeah. That's yeah, something no, you I could just, never. It, something you could always, even when he was with the Knicks, you could never for one second question Cantor's effort. It's just I don't know how you can't love this guy. Yeah, I agree. I, it's just and like literally an off basket off the court basketball. He's literally you know, a leader and, like, a civil rights advocate. Like, for what he's doing for his country, speaking out, putting his family at risk, like, he's literally, like, he's such a, like, uh, a, he's a trailblazer for his... Oh, Both shit. on and off the court, he is a trailblazer for, you know, his his culture and standing up for what's mm-hmm. not right. And, and, I mean, he's playing with a separated shoulder, and he's going to... you give He got 26... Um, you know, last night. Unfortunately, they do lose, and I am a little concerned for the series because I, I do like the Blazers in this. But he gets 2016, gets 39, they lose. Tough pull to swallow for the Blazers. Wait, yo, hold on. What what happens to Cantor when he becomes an unrestricted free agent? Because technically he's here. He doesn't have a passport. He's not a member of any country. And he's here on a work visa. He's about to not have a job. But you don't well, think some, he get re-signed? Someone better sign him real quick. I know, but I'm saying he's going to be unsigned for a couple weeks. He's going to not have a job for a few weeks. See, see, he's saying we're going to deport him. I'm just <laughs> saying, what's the fucking protocol? I know what it. I feel like that. Does like, like Adam be- Silver have to give him like a mailboy job on paper in the NBA offices to keep him here? Like, what's? Well, <laughs> no, I, here, here's. I mean, you know, we don't want to get too political, but I. I I couldn't see him getting deported. It's, no, it's, I'm not saying know. that, but I'm just I'm wondering what the legality is behind it because by definition he's oh, by, here. By, by, I guess by legality, if he's really here on a work visa, that's a fact, and he's not a free agent. I mean, maybe there's a, con- a, a consideration of time that he has time. Yeah, like if you lose your job, you got like three months to find a new one or some yeah. shit like that. 
Yeah, so maybe that's a, a little loophole in there. But technically, if that is true and that doesn't exist, he would no longer be, you know. What if teams hold out to, like, the, the last minute and they're like, minimum salary, or you're out. Take I it would, or leave it. <laughs> he's he's such a solid player. I know, he really is. I, and I love Cantor. Like, it just... It was, I have no ill will about his time you know with the Knicks. About, you know what I really love about Anis Cantor? In an interview with Colin Coward, I don't know if you saw this, Steve, but he starts speaking about the differences. He's a guy that loves Russ. Um, well, he's always loved Russ. Now he's more pro-Dame, obviously. But he said, you know, uh, are you a, a trash talker or whatever? Colin asked him. And he said, you know, I was with Russ because he did. That's how he led. But with Dame, he, you know, he... He thought about saying something to Steve Adams or something, and Dame said, "No, that's that's not what we do here." He goes, "He goes, just play ball." And he said, "So that's what I did." He said, "I I I, I did what Dame said. I said I'm not going to talk shit. I'm just going to just play ball." And I really like that because it shows that it shows the difference between the leadership between Russ and Dame, but it shows how good of how good Cantor is at um, being a team player and not just doing what you know what makes him happy and jarring at his old team. Yeah, I mean, he's. I agree. Totally agree. You can't like. There's probably a guy like that. He's the everyone's favorite teammate. You know what I mean? Yeah. He's one of those guys who just walks into a locker room and everyone loves him. Um, and I don't know how you could not like him as a fan. Like, yeah, sure, he's doofy and he says some fucking dumb shit sometimes. But like, at the end of the day, like you, you're gonna be hard pressed to find a more good, good natured and good hearted player that that gives more effort than him. Yeah. Yeah. But uh. What do you guys think about that series? Because I think that's a very intriguing series for me personally. Yeah, that's gonna be tough. I like. I like both teams. I I do like both teams. I just hope I I hope it is a competitive series and it's not. I hope the Nuggets don't sweep. I don't think they they will. But like with game with how that first game went, I could see it happening. I could see them being good games. Denver's too bad on the road. They're yeah, it's too too. Talk about two tough places to play. Those are those are two top seven eight yeah. places to play. And they're very they're, close. You know. They're very close geographically. Yeah, they but are. Yeah. So, yeah, that's probably what like an hour and a half flight, not even. Yeah, what is it? It's it's it was so Portland. We got Oregon, which and then Denver, Colorado. I mean, yeah. they literally right it's there. Probably probably an hour and a half flight. Yeah, probably an hour hour and a half. Um. But I yeah I I love I really like both these teams Denver I just feel like this, they have so many underrated players besides Jokic who's killing it he's oh he, he had an unbelievable game he single handedly him and Jamal Murray pretty much beat the Spurs um, and uh, I don't know I really I think the Blazers could give the Warriors a, a nice run too if they win this I think we could get six seven games the Warriors have shown they have some weaknesses. Um, with and, the Clippers, they they showed some. If you know, if the Clippers can take the Warriors six, albeit however it happened, who's to say the Blazers can't make things interesting with them if they're playing at a high elevated level, playing emotionally for your, Nurkic, you and, know? And Dame dominates the Warriors. Yeah, and that's and that's yeah, that's the thing. And that's even shorter travel than Denver. Yeah, is it? Yeah. Yeah, they're yeah, they're, yeah. No, they're yeah, like it, it's probably it like exactly, less than an hour. Right across, yeah. not up in, um but um yeah, I've I think that'll go six or seven. And what's interesting about the series is too is a couple years ago, remember the Nuggets drafted Nurkic and Jokic, but they couldn't play them together, so they traded Nurkic to the Blazers for Plumley. I heard some shit that, that was like that had to do with uh 
their their home countries. Their home countries are apparently like at it's Serbia and I I forget what where Nurkic is from. Um, but a, apparently they their home home countries like despise each other, and they were like at some war at the time, and it was like a problem in the locker room. Really? Jesus. Yeah. I don't Sir. trust me. I, I like heard that. That's like a an unverified report, but I, I did read that. Uh, Nurkic is Bosnia. Bosnia, Bosnia and Serbia. Oh, Bosnia and Serbia. That's a tale. That's like yeah. That's like the Egyptians and the uh, and the Jews. Yeah. There you go. So yeah, yeah. Um, and they 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 rape. They border each other. Um. Yeah, that's fucking World War One shit. Right. They both there. originated from Yugoslavia. Yugoslavia. Yeah. And yeah, there was the Bosnian War, Serbia, between Serbia and Bosnia. Yeah, so that makes sense. Yeah, but very, very interesting. But also, they're both kind of centers. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it, I think it kind of worked out. Um, you know, Denver got it did a, for both. Plumlee's a much more, uh, much better fit for the way Denver usually plays. Um, yeah, I like Plumlee off the bench. Yeah, I agree. He's a nice, nice, yeah. nice energy guy. Um, yeah, but you know. Yeah, on. I don't know what's your background right now, but you look like you're. I, can't uh, I look, I look right sinister. I'm this, wearing this blue, and it's the light of the day. And Yo, like... it's, it's darker than the Game of Thrones episode three. <laughs> right Dude, yeah, right, up in arms over. You literally look like. I look like I'm just like wading out to the back. I'm like, <sighs> no spoilers. Um, okay, no spoilers. But if you didn't watch that episode on Sunday and you were pissed, people were talking about it on Monday. Go fuck yourself. Seriously, go fuck yourself, okay? 19 million other people made time to watch it at 9 p.m. So, oh, so you're saying for the people that didn't get to watch it, but but watch the show. Yeah, or anyone who complains and is like, oh, don't spoil it for me, I haven't watched it yet. I'm not caught up. It's like, bitch, you had two years since the last season came out. Stay off and the internet. Been, yeah, like, yeah, okay. I, I, it, or like, no, like, someone was mad like that me, my dad's not caught up. It. My dad's not caught up, and he's like, I just don't look at the newspaper. He's like, I just don't read anything. Cause we're on like season seven we're, we're we're almost there and he's just like yeah i just don't at the news and i just don't listen or i don't watch it. he's like it's not hard yeah i someone was mad that like people were talking about it at school though i was like if you didn't watch it like too bad like <laughs> too bad yeah walk away like, yeah literally say <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, i gotta leave this class yeah but um yeah we'll move on we're gonna move on we're gonna talk a little baseball guys Ah, uh, it's like I was joking before when I was saying, oh, ha, ha, they're not going to turn around. Oh, ha, ha. no, like uh, it's panic button time for the Red Sox. They're 12 and 17. They have they're tied for the third worst record in the league. They have a negative 31 run differential, the third worst in the league, only third to the Orioles and the Marlins. Um, their ERA as a team is one of the lowest in the league. Batting average is OK, but not great. I I I um. I'm scared. I I genuinely think this is going to be like we're going to compete with the Orioles for worst record in the league at this point. Well, hey, you guys got a good draft pick. Those are really valuable in the MLB. Yeah, I, I mean, uh, I, I don't I don't see as that bad. I see as a 75 to 80 win team right now. Um, but it's really what's your, I, where where are you in the standings right now? Fourth. Yeah, but we're we have the we're fifth to last in the entire MLB. Yeah, you want to just keep riding this out, let it, you know, no tinkering, just no acquisitions, just, you know, kind of keep going this they really way need and Keiko. see how it they changes. They need Keiko bad, and they need Kimbrel. They need both of them. Yeah, um, 
I'm and waiting for something to be done because this is fucked. The Orioles are only a half game worse than us. No, two and a half. I'm looking at it now. Seven oh, overall, yeah. In the division, though, they're only a half game worse. Sorry. Oh, uh, okay. Yeah. Um, you'll, you'll get third in the division. Toronto's pretty bad, even though I, I don't think Toronto's as good as they've been playing. But, yeah, I don't... I'm not... I don't, I'm not very high on their socks right now. They look... Just, they, the they had a so good bad. win last night, but... It's a similar problems I mean, to the Mets. The Mets have no pitching right now. DeGrom is awful. Syndergaard is awful. Wheeler hasn't been good. They're pitching, like, it's crazy. Like, and better pitchers than the Red Sox. I mean, Sale and DeGrom are arguably similar. But, um, but, but yeah. But after that, it's just, like, the Mets definitely, like, you know, they have some real studs. Like, Porcello is respectable, but everyone else is, like, always injured for the Sox or, like, inconsistent, whether it's Eduardo Rodriguez or uh, Avaldi always getting hurt. But for the Mets, I just don't I don't understand it. I'm not a Noah Syndergaard fan, but his ERA is, like, 7 or 6-something. Wheeler is up in the 5s. Uh, Grom's ERA is 4-8. It's just embarrassing. I don't, I don't understand it. And then you got Domingo Germán, the Yankees' sixth starter, leading the league in wins. Yeah, how do, how do you, how does that happen? He has more wins than the entire Sox staff combined. Yeah, I was watching the season stats for the team going on the bottom of the screen last night during the game, and it's like wins, team leader. Uh, it was I can't think of who the leader was, but they had Someone two wins. Two. Yeah, and I was like, what the fuck. <laughs> I really like Domingo Herman. I said this early in the year. I don't know if it was on air. I think it was in the chat. I think Domingo Herman, from this point forward, will have a better career than um, Luis Severino. I mean, just, just give me one all-star. I'm fine. You know, make sure I, one of his I, I just, The more I think about it, Severino's situation keeps getting worse and worse. I feel like he definitely had an inkling of what something not feeling right in his arm before we did that deal. Which didn't make sense at the time. Now it makes a lot of sense for him. Yeah. And Severino's a guy who hasn't had a long stretch of success. He really had the one really good year and half year, but... Yeah, no, it's, it's concerning. I mean, it'll be... You know, how he bounce, bounces back in the second half of this year will decide a lot for him. And when is he going to be back? Team. July? Yeah, we don't know. But probably another three or four weeks, I'd say, yeah. So mid-June, early June. June? Yeah. Oh, so it is June? That's what the projection is now, but who, you know, he was projected to come back in three weeks out of spring yeah. training, so. Yeah, that's uh, who, the thing. Who, the, who um, really knows, yeah. 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 But Dave, the Yankees, I mean, they're surging for first place, man. I know. I mean, I can't hate it with literally an all-star team on the DL. Um, you got to, I mean, you, every win I'm thankful for at this point because you don't know they're when they're going to stop. They're killing You want six in a row. Eight out of your last ten. I know. I will say this. The schedule has played right into their hands. Yeah, the schedule is it's very just easy. Like, it's just like every 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 series, I'm like, the Yankees get another, like, just layup. I'm just like, it's like it's, it's like it's the, it's like, what is it, the Orioles and the, and uh, the White Sox and the, the Tigers. White Sox and, and the, the Royals and the Giants and I'm, and the Angels. The Angels may have been the best team. I don't even know. Yeah. But like. Yeah. Sorry, Dave. You won nine out of your last ten. I know it's great. Yeah, That's they've insane. they've a lot of the games haven't been close either. 
some of them were in the Angels series, but recently they're just they've been killing the Giants. Who do they have tonight? Uh, the Giants again, I think. Or do they, no, uh, Diamond the Diamondbacks. Backs. Diamondbacks, that's who. Yeah, the 11, Diamondbacks five. are a solid team though. Seven five, seven six, nine two. Yeah, you guys fucking killing teams. Eight nothing against the fucking Sox a couple weeks ago. Jesus Christ. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm enjoying it while it lasts because you know I don't. Who knows how long it's gonna last? You know, it's not. This team is defying conventional wisdom right now. Um, when you yeah, have it's, a, it's, a backup at nearly every position. And Lemayhew's out the series. It just keeps. Keeps playing. What do we have? Fifty. I think it's fifteen people on the injured list right now. The thing is, yeah, you'll get Clint Frazier back soon. You'll get um, you got Sanchez back. Stanton should be back Stanton fairly will come soon. Back soon. Yeah, Nick should be back fairly soon. Stanton, uh, I'll tell you, Judge is very concerning. Yeah, very concerning. And I know I kind of said it, it kind of not much basis when I said originally when he threw his big. I've always bought Aaron Judge. It's just being that big in that sport. I don't know if I think it's you know possible to sustain for a 10, 15 long career playing 150 games a year. Yeah, it's just it's just not really been done before. I mean, and he's he, a great he, guy. It sucks. He's he could very guy. well have like a Ryan Howard type trajectory because they both came in late twenty four, twenty five, and and uh, you know they were monsters for seven, six, seven years, and then it was just kind of it was kind of done, you know. Um, mm-hmm. And I hope that's not what it is, but you know, I mean, realistically, what judge can is going to be his best judge till thirty four at best, if he stays healthy. And you know, so it's you're getting eight years at most. Um, so it's just you know, it's it's something you got to be aware of. Um, and wouldn't he? He's not the next you know Jeter. He's not the next you know. He's more of a Paul O'Neill in terms of how long he'll be around and how long he'll be really a, a member of the Yankees and you know that. Yeah, me and Tony made guy. me and Tony made a big big large sum of bet about who have more home runs, Jay Bruce or Judge. I took Bruce obviously when he was on the Mets. Bruce is about 300. Wait, career? Yeah, I mean, Bruce is a 300, and he's only 31. How, wait, what, <laughs> what, what? was this, what was, what was the sum of this bet? Just say it. Very large. Not, it like, can't be said on, on air. <laughs> Why, who do you think's better, for me or him? No, I just can't believe you made that bet. His judge is already like 26 year. or 27. and Yeah, but he hit 50 in his rookie year. Yeah, but I mean, he's not going to have a long career. And and Jay Bruce will probably end up with 400 plus. I mean, it's two in the two in the bush. Bur- bu- sorry, one in the hand is better than two in the bush. Yeah, that's that's sort of, I mean, it's, it's basically judge's injury history versus consistent Jay Bruce 25 to 35 a year minus last year. You looking him up? No, I was just thinking about this bet. That's crazy. No, I know it sounded awful for me at the time, but I just. But hey, yeah, see, you're right. It's been working out. I mean, he's what hit maybe eighty. Yeah, I think that. he's about. I think he's about eighty-eight. I think. Halfway through his third and then season, he'll probably get maybe fifteen, twenty. Not more halfway through, like a month. <laughs> I'm halfway through his third season. It's like a month. He's missing season. half the year, though. He's missing the next, you know, seven to eight weeks, six, six to seven weeks. Yeah, no, that's true. Um, anything else you guys want to talk about? No, just pray, <laughs> pray every night the Knicks get the first overall pick. Yeah, so, so they can draft. Uh, they they can draft someone from. Yes, yeah, so like, they can take Jarrett Culver Auburn. first overall. Yeah. <laughs> oh man. 
All right, well, another good episode, guys. Another one in the books. Been at this for a while now. We've been at this for way over a year at this point, which is crazy. Um, I believe we're into our 14 month of this this little thing we got going here. So, are we gonna get some sort of questioning back from you, from no. me? Uh, something to replace um the uh... oh trivia. Yeah. yeah, yo, wait, we haven't done it in a while. Let me, hold on, let me, let me see. We haven't done this in a while. It's, that's a good idea, Sully. I'm glad you mentioned that. Um, in the meantime, what do you guys, who do you guys think had the best draft? Oof. I thought Arizona did pretty well if Kyler's, you know, like, like the Giants or anyone who takes a quarterback, it's, it hinges on their success. But I thought the Giant or the Cardinals, uh, did well with their draft. Uh, I also like the Redskins draft. Um, I don't think the Raiders are getting enough flack for their draft. I did not like their draft. Um, I liked. I liked. I didn't mind their 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 second and third picks. I just really didn't like the Colin Farrell pick. Yeah, I mean that was you know, you could have got him at uh, arguably at twenty four. I mean, what are we talking here? Like, yeah, it didn't make sense. But I I like Jacobs. I think that offense is pretty dynamic now with Jacobs, Tyrell Williams, Antonio Brown. Solid group of. Skill position players right there. Um, I also liked, um, yeah, what the Redskins did, and then I liked what the uh, Packers did too, getting Rashawn Gary and um, Darnell Savage to improve that defense. Really, finally, he started giving Aaron Rodgers a competent defense, and then they had the two corners from last year, so they have a really young, um, young up and coming defense. I think top ten or twelve this year. Oh yeah, they 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 could have a real their draft could end up being really great. Yeah, no more excuses for Mister Rogers this year, though. All right, what do no you got more for excuses. Us? I got some for you. Okay. All right, all right, all right. Let me get to the bottom. All right, guys. In 1939, this MLB player set the record for playing his 2,130th consecutive. Lou Gehrig. Yes. Uh, in 1961, this baseball player hit four home runs in a game. Willie Mays. Roger Maris. Oh, what did you say, Dave? Willie Mays. Yes. Sully, don't get blanked right now. <laughs> I, I, I meant, I meant, I didn't mean back with today in sports history. I meant some sort of different trivia. I know, but we didn't have any new trivia, and I wanted to do some trivia, so we got two more. In 1997, this team won a record 19 games in April. Cleveland Indians. No. Yankees. No. Marlins. Mariners. No. Wait, in 97? Yes. Won a record 19 games in April. A's? No. Marlins. No. I said Marlins. Oh. Um, it is in the National League. I'll give you that. Dodgers? Braves. No. Yes. Braves. I should have known that. All right, Sully, you have um, one more chance. Where was it? Wait, I thought I had one more. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Don't don't go some, anywhere. Let's get some Met answers. Hey, actually, this one right here. Um, oh, in 1990, this pitcher was arguing a call at first base and two Braves scored during it. He was a Mets pitcher. Who was it, Sully? Al Leiter. 
No. No, not 19. Um, no. 19. Ron Darling? No. Uh, fuck. Nolan Ryan? No. He got traded already. Um, um, Tom Seaver? Nope. No, that's seven. <laughs> Sid Fernandez? No. Uh, fuck. Uh, Doc Gooden? No. Oh, that's a good guess. 1990. Uh, same initials, though. Doc. Fuck. Um, doc. I'm out if it's the same initials. I don't know the Mets that well. <laughs> Wait. No, it's not the same initials. First. <laughs> Wait, what? <laughs> it's, it's David Cohn. Oh. So they, was they share literally one letter. Yes. <laughs> I'm sorry. I know. I just didn't know how to explain it. I'm sorry. I'm the one sorry. Met guy you give me played for the both Mets and Yankees. Oh. I did not know that. I would have used that as a clue. Hold on. Let me go to tomorrow real quick and find a better one just for the last question. Give you a chance. Okay. Okay. In 1951, this Hall of Famer hit his first career home run on Mother's Day. Jackie Robinson. No. Stan Musial. No. Hank Aaron. No. Mickey Mantle. Yes. We yeah, both just said it. One. Fuck. Yeah, Solid by an inch. Fuck. He doesn't get blanked. He gets that. Wait, oh. I have an idea, though. I have, I just brainstorm. I have an idea. We always did sports history of the day or whatever, right? Yes. Trivia of the day. Why don't we just use something in that week? What do you mean? So we don't. So we don't use the same stuff. Use use sports history from that week. Oh uh, well, it always ended up being days, like multiple days from. Oh, That's what it ended that. up being was the week because there was never really enough. When we started doing like six or seven of them, there wasn't like enough to do, you know. But so, I feel like we could bring it back occasionally, and it would well, line no, up. But I'm saying a, a different type of trivia depending upon. What about depending upon what's current that that time of the year, whether it be baseball, whether it be NBA Finals? Okay, yeah. I'm just I saying going back in history, but something, uh, you know. Yeah, I see what you're saying. To... Yeah. <coughs> we'll hit the drawing board. Okay. We'll get something up. But, yeah, that's going to do it, guys. Great episode. Good, good episode this week. Always fun doing it. Uh, follow us on all the socials, Bleach Bookie, Bleacher Fan. Uh, yeah, hit us up there. Any suggestions for the pod or anything like that? And we'll see you next week.